everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 270th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we're going to dive into some news regarding Jurassic World, the exhibition, uh, the Ford Explorer uh, from Mattel, and uh, Universal Orlando has some updates to look at. And then after that, we're going to present another installment of The Hatchery with Dakota Morgan. And this week, Dakota checks out the animatronic blue figure from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You know, these these newer films have certainly been a bit more slim, I guess, in terms of animatronics than the past films, but Dakota is here anyway to tear it down and, uh, and to see what it's all about, so stay tuned for his analysis. But as always, before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. So a big thank you to everybody who's been following along with the Jurassic Park Book Club. We had a fantastic episode, and I loved all of your feedback and everything. You guys uh, seem to be really digging the book club, and I love that. I, I think it's a really, really fun segment. So we do have the final installment, the final chapter of the, the Jurassic Park book club. Uh, so please send in your thoughts, your feelings. You can write stuff down. You can send in your, preferably your audio recordings from your phone, from wherever, and just uh, shoot those over to JurassicParkBookClub at gmail.com. So we are going to be discussing, like I said, the final portion of the book. We're wrapping up. Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton, and uh, that next episode is going to be airing on May 10th, so please get your conversations, your, your thoughts and everything in before that, and uh, it's going to be the fifth iteration all the way through to the end of the book, so please get everything in uh, in regards to that portion of the book, and I, I do think there's a lot to discuss. It's the end of the, of the book there, so please get those in ahead of our recording or our episode on May 10th. So now over to YouTube, uh, I did want to mention uh, last week, I did a toy hunt slash rant, I guess you could say. <laughs> so I, uh, I gave my thoughts and feelings after a little toy hunt in Target and just kind of gave my thoughts on Mattel uh, currently, the current status of the toy line and, and my feelings and and uh, and all that stuff. So please go check that out. I I went on like a, a very long rant in 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 my car uh, where I usually do these these uh, wrap up portions of my videos for the toy hunts. So please go check that one out. I also did a live stream over on YouTube, and uh, I do mention it when we do our live streams. But we are continually. Um, trying to add new things, new software, um, new equipment to uh, bring you some really fun live streams and some fun stuff over there. So go check out our live stream from last week. That one was uh, the Jurassic Park Explorer, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes in the, in the news. 
and the other thing was uh, Jurassic World, the exhibition. So, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to cover both of those here today, but please go check out the live stream because there's some great input from people that are viewing the live stream and all that stuff, the comments and, and the live chat and all that. It's always fun to watch. And also, uh, I got to say a, a big thank you, first off, to, uh, to Toy Monster International. Over on Instagram, they reached out to us. They wanted to send over some of their new product for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. So they have these, uh, Toy Monster has these uh, little uh, blind eggs that you, you can do. And they're, they're, you know, when I say blind eggs, I mean like the blind bags that you open up that you don't know what's inside. These are little dinosaur eggs that are wrapped and you got to unwrap them. And inside there's some slimy, gooey, slime and and a little bag with a dinosaur in there that you got to put together and these are called captives and they're really fun really cool so it features a lot of dinosaurs that you'll see in and throughout uh, and even not even in uh camp cretaceous so please go check out the video where i un unwrapped i guess three of them and my son tagged along with me for that video so we unwrapped them together and uh, it was really fun so thank you again uh to toy monster international for sending those our way we really dig those they're fun for collectors they're fun for kids they do have small pieces so just be aware of that um but this week, I don't know, I, I, I probably put some videos together. I've been trying to push out some more content again over on YouTube. But as always, we got another live stream. Um, not sure what we're going to be talking about. There's, It seems like each and every week there's been new and fun and interesting stuff Jurassic-wise popping up. So I'm really looking forward to what we're going to be talking about this week. It's a live stream, so please come check it out 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on YouTube uh, Wednesday nights. But uh, yeah, that's about it for, for YouTube. And also uh, a shout out to uh, the Forcecast. I do a live stream over there as well. Uh, every other Thursday, we have, we've taken a few weeks off, but we're going to get back this Thursday. So if you want to hear me talk some Star Wars with Ryan, uh, the host over at the Forcecast, we're going to be doing that Thursday night, 9 p.m., over on the Forcecast Facebook page. So go check that out when the time comes. But... Without further delay, why don't we go ahead and uh, get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access rate security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, so first off here in the news, this is pretty big, uh, and I'm very, very excited. And if you're on social media or following us on Twitter or Instagram, you've probably seen us share a lot of uh, images and, and uh, announcements and stuff like that in regards to Jurassic World, the exhibition. But it is coming back to the United States. It's going to be opening in Dallas on June 18th of this year at a place called Grandscape in the Colony, which I guess is uh, just north of downtown Dallas. So tickets are on sale now. So this is this is insane. I, I just can't believe it's back already. I had no expectations of this coming back anytime soon. And just the other day, City Neon, who actually, you know, is the operator of Jurassic World, the exhibition, they started sharing some some videos and stuff over on Instagram that kind of alluded to the fact that that Jurassic World the exhibition was on the move and then there was uh, another post that kind of alluded to it being on the way to the, to the United States so 
At that point in time, we didn't really know what was going on and it was just a whirlwind of information. So, so very quick because we posted an article on the website that, it, you know, saying, hey, it looks like Jurassic World, the exhibition is coming back to the States. And then within probably an hour or so, we get word that it's opening up in Dallas and it's it's just so, so exciting to have the exhibition coming back to the States and completely changed. I don't know if you've been following along with the exhibition, but uh, since last year sometime, they actually did reopen up and uh, it was just, I believe, in China and it currently has a ton of different things than it, than it used to have when it was here in the States. Uh, it started off in Australia with a, a certain thing and then it moved to the States in Philadelphia. I think it went to Chicago and little details changed here and there. But once it went overseas and, and started doing some stuff over there after a few different stops, they really upped their game and they added a bunch of different little exhibits and upgraded the T-Rex. So now it is a fully Jurassic T-Rex. I know a lot of people were initially disappointed that it was like the Walking with Dinosaurs T-Rex, but now uh, after the, you know the the debut of the Jurassic World Live Tour T-Rex, they decided to change over, and I think they are even working with the exact same company who made that T-Rex for the live tour. So now that T-Rex is in the exhibition. They have all kinds of like baby dinosaurs. There's uh, there's just amazing set dressing now that wasn't there before and they are starting to bring in elements from Camp Cretaceous. So it looks like um, they're gonna have Bumpy uh, arriving at the exhibition. So this is huge. This is huge. I am so, so excited uh, for the debut of this thing. Every time they debut something completely different and something new, and it really, really looks fun. And there are all kinds of safety precautions. So please review all of the CDC guidelines and everything that they have uh, in regards to attending the exhibition. And I will include a link to all of that information and where you can purchase your tickets in our show notes. <laughs> So next up here in the news, I thought this was big enough, and I don't usually do this on uh, the podcast. I don't usually kind of uh, relay the latest toy news and, and stuff like that outside of our major discussion pieces, but this is a big one. This is one that fans have been waiting uh, for years now. Uh, since the early 90s when we got the Ford Explorer, we now are getting one from Mattel with a Jurassic World Legacy Collection uh, edition of that where it comes with a T-Rex, comes with that Ford Explorer, painted, it looks perfectly, it looks great, and it also comes with another nice surprise, Tim Murphy with the uh, the, the goggles, the uh, infrared, uh, you know, night vision goggles. It's, it's incredible. This is an amazing looking little uh, playset and I am just thrilled beyond thrilled i you know i could give or take the t-rex but the uh the ford explorer painted perfectly it looks like and i know uh after the past few months and what i talked about in my uh my toy hunt my rants and all that stuff that was before this popped up so i am very excited about this and uh we've had a lot of issues with paint jobs and stuff like that stripes missing on vehicles and 
and other things uh, throughout the line. And here, at least these images that we're seeing, which I will put in, in our website, uh, they look phenomenal. So if you have not checked this out, please take a look at it. It's got a collapsible roof so the T-Rex can break through. Tim Murphy looks uh, appropriately sized. He's got his nice shorts. He's got a red striped shirt, uh, a blue overshirt, the bandana around his neck. It looks fantastic. I, I haven't gotten a good look at his face. It's kind of blurry pictures and half uh, of the goggles are up on his head most of the time. So can't really see what it looks like, but I'm assuming it's okay. Most of the other humans look all right, but this is just huge news and I'm very, very excited about it. I think it's gonna be a huge seller for them. I know uh, a lot of fans have been clamoring for this thing for so long now. And the reason we're, we're, we found out about this and everything is because it popped up on Smith's website. So this is a UK uh, toy company that you can buy toys and stuff from. So if you go to smithstoys.com, you can actually check it out. Just look for the Jurassic World uh, Legacy Collection Tyrannosaurus Rex Escape Pack. So like I said, one Tim Murphy, one Ford Explorer with a breakaway roof, a pair of goggles, one T-Rex. There's a lot of stuff in here. And right now on Smith's, it's indicating that this is $39.99 in pounds. So how is that going to equate to here? Uh, probably a little bit more, I would assume. And if you're wondering, at least the website here is is a pre-order right now. And it's, it's uh, expected in stock on June 1st to June 8th. So not too far away. Not too far away for Smith's. And you're wondering about the states, because uh, we see this all the time. Where are these toys? Where are they? They're here. They're there. They're not everywhere. But this one, I'm going to assume, since it's a legacy collection, is going to be hitting Target. That's pretty obvious. But the big assumption here is with Beyond the Gates. So if you don't know what Beyond the Gates is, it's an in uh, initiative with Jurassic Outpost and Target and Mattel, where they're revealing different uh, toy items uh, either like one item or a few different items each month. So previously it was uh, a tiger striped raptor for Amber Collection and the Pteranodon from JP3. Uh, last month I believe was the, um, what was that? That was the Dennis Nedry vehicle. There is one coming up this week, which we, oh, that's what I'm gonna talk about on my live stream. Uh, so we'll talk about that, whatever that is. And that's one exclusive item from Camp Cretaceous. And then uh, it looks like in May, we're getting one exclusive item from the Legacy Collection that you can pre-order on 519. On May 19th, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that that's this item. Taking a big risk here, going out on a limb, and assuming that one exclusive Legacy Collection item is gonna be this Ford Explorer uh, T-Rex Escape Pack or whatever it was called. So that's my hope, that's my plan, and we we're pretty sure, pretty positive, it's coming to Target. So please don't be uh, worried, don't pay too much money just yet to uh, import it from the UK. So just, just uh, be patient, I guess is what it comes down to. But like I said, I'll have the images on our website and also you will be able to find the link for Smith's uh, to pre-order this item if you're out in the UK. And lastly, here in the news, I wanted to discuss uh, a little tweet that popped up on April 15th from at Universal Orlando. Uh, so that is the Orlando Resort uh, where you can find Islands of Adventure and inside Islands of Adventure, you can find the Jurassic Park section, which will have the Velocicoaster opening up in June. But before that, they put out a tweet saying, she's back, a return 65 million years in the making. And that is referring to the massive life-sized T-Rex photo op 
the one that just looks super impressive, super awesome, and the best thing about it is uh, she is finally, once again, paired up with the Ford Explorer. Uh, for years, it, it was like kind of paired up just with the Jurassic Park Jeep, and you know, while that's, that scene does play out with the, the Rex chasing the Jeep in the movie, this is the most iconic look with the T-Rex there against the uh, the Ford Explorer. It, it's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. It's awesome, and I'm so, so excited, so thankful that this is back. It returned. It didn't disappear. Um, for a while there, during construction, it was gone. Had no clue what happened, where it was. We just assumed maybe it would make its way back one day, but we're, we're never really too sure when it comes to these things at the park. But it is here. It's very, very exciting. So that photo op is finally back. And uh, the, the paint job looks a little bit different than it used to. And it doesn't necessarily reflect the uh, T-Rex that we see in the films. It's a little bit more tan colored or, or lighter brown and stuff like that. So it doesn't exactly look like the one in the film. But we are dealing with a park and a land that has Jurassic Park right up against Jurassic World with blue and a Spinosaurus and uh, it's in Orlando. It, it, none, none of this makes any sense. It's just a bunch of uh, Jurassic IP ma mashed together and uh, I really don't care to be honest if it doesn't look exactly like the T-Rex from the film. It looks pretty amazing and I am super super pumped that it's finally back and uh, in, a, in a great looking place. It looks beautiful. So I will include that link in our show notes so go check it out. Oh there it is. There it is. Well the dinosaurs are clearly very professional and they're they hit their marks and they're always coming to work on time. Bird theory that if they, you know how we have breathers and everything, yeah. it would be neat if we could have these guys going shh. Oh, really fast? Like really fast. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mr. Wizard. I couldn't help but freak out the entire time. Like it was, you know, as if I was in front of a real dinosaur. Uh, we've actually gone more practical with every Jurassic movie we've made since the first one, and we have more animatronics in this one than we have in the previous two. Look. It's not as if any of them are very ex experienced. For all of these dinosaurs, it was their first movie, and uh, given that they were, they're new to the business, I thought they did a very good job. Hey folks, welcome to another segment of The Hatchery. You guys have been loving this segment, and you've let me know about it. I want to say thank you to everyone who's been sending me the feedback on The Hatchery and all the sort of jazz like that. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And of course, in Hatchery, we talk about the animatronics and how they were built for all the Jurassic franchise, something that I think needs to be known a little bit more. And of course, as a person who studied dinosaurs and utmost worked in a lab and all the jazz like that, and does a paleo show on them, might as well make sense. We talk about how they're made and all the jazz like that here on the Hatchery. But let's get into everybody's favorite little new raptor, Blue, the one that we have so much merch of. I here to talk to you guys about Blue, the animatronic from Fallen Kingdom, and how she was built, to say the least here. The one that we know of uh, for Blue, the animatronic we're talking about today specifically, is the one that was in the, I don't know what you would call it, the uh, the cargo truck, there we go, the army truck that was used on the boat, that they had the surgery scene in, that Zia went and took the bullet out of, that whole thing that seemed really, really lifelike. We're talking about it today, so let's dive right into it, shall we? It was headed by creature designer Neil Scanlon, and hopefully I'm saying his names right to say the least here, because I really feel bad when I butcher names. Blue herself actually had hand-painted eyes. 
That means they painstakingly painted both those eyes and, of course, multiples as well of the raptor. So each individual little follicle on the eyes was extremely hand-painted by a very, very talented artist, to say the least here. And Blue actually had a latex skin like others that we've talked about on the hatchery. This skin, though, was around two inches thick. Now, in order to get Blue to move around like she did, though, there was a metal animatronic skeleton that was made underneath, of course, the latex skin, and there was actually a massive crew underneath the table. So, while she was on an operating table in the truck, there was actually a few people down below, to say the least, that were operating each component of Blue at the time. And then also, like, each individual, like, eye movements, muscle twitching, along stuff along the stuff like that, along jazz like that. But we also had people who were standing off to the side to do remote control of Blue herself with different body functions as well, too. Maybe the head movement and jazz. Overall, there was a massive crew to make this dinosaur move. Now, while the crew underneath was working their magic to make Blue come to life, they actually used rods that controlled the fingers, head, the body, the tail. And some of them were actually used to imitate breathing. So you could tell she's breathing in her mouth, in her stomach. And in order to do this, so to simulate the breathing with the airbuds, the puppeteers would blow into the rods to simulate air pockets in the mouth and the stomach. That's how they did it. It wasn't just a movement and then a, like another part and a whole system of it. They blew into the pipes to make her breathe. No, and I said before that there was a massive crew on this job here. There was a minimum of six puppeteers to control all these parts. A minimum of six. While on set, though, there was actually slime that was added to blue to simulate all of her drool and also the tears as well too the tears coming from her it was actually kind of slime when her tears were she was, we all were heartbroken on it when the tears were coming out of her eye during the surgery let me tell you that happens a lot more often than you think but <laughs> their tears were slime and also her drool that was on the table and coming out of her mouth and jazz and all around her teeth that was slime as well that was added on set to avoid any damage in the transportation of the animal. Now, believe it or not though, while it did look like it was 100% practical, there was some VFX that were added to Blue during post-production. So there was VFX added to simulate more of the breathing from the dinosaur as well as eye blinking. And some of the body functions too added a little bit more, mm, to say the least here, of a tail or anything along the sides of that, to be honest with you, and probably a little bit of when the blood squirted out, I'll probably take a guess that that was maybe a little bit of VFX and then Franklin's, of course, was not on his face, but eh, besides the point. And this overall was another great example of how they're combining visual effects with practical effects. You know, the new modern take on isn't just the animatronics by themselves. There is always going to be this new take of VFX mixed with practical effects. Almost all the dinosaurs have these, whether they're hardcore practical or hardcore VFX. If they're a practical dinosaur, then they have a little bit of VFX in them, to say the least here. Even though you think they're not, and there's, it's just 100% practical, there's a little bit of VFX in there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of The Hatchery, or a little segment, to say the least here. And hopefully you guys have liked it and learned a little bit more about Blue from Fallen Kingdom. Stay tuned for more, to say the least. And I'm on Twitter at DakotaMorgan3 and Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan 97. Thanks, everybody. You all rock, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying more on the Jurassic Park podcast. And remember, folks, stay safe, stay Jurassic.
thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. A huge thanks goes out to Dakota for uh, uncovering the details on Blue, that animatronic. I love this segment. I say it every time. I love learning about the animatronics. It's not anything I really know a ton about. So any kind of insight into these things uh, is great. And uh, it's a tough one. You know, I feel like these days it's tough to uncover a ton of news because we don't have these amazing behind-the-scenes documentaries and uh, little featurettes and things that we used to have back in the old days in regards to the filmmaking process. So stuff like that is a a bit more tough to come by these days. They they kind of do these tiny featurettes that kind of are just like reels. They're just like clip shows and stuff like that of of highlights from the filmmaking process it's not really anything in depth so you get a little glimpse of them working with blue and and uh the cast kind of like you know freaking out at blue as it uh, lurches towards them and stuff like that but you never never really get a huge sense of these things these days so hopefully with dominion we get a little change i would love that please colin i know you're listening right now universal you guys too are listening please Give us some great in-depth uh, behind-the-seats features. But that is all behind. besides the point. Thank you so much uh, again to Dakota for the awesome segment there. And uh, again, a huge thank you to Toy Monster International. I just want to say thank you here again for sending out those items. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, before we go, I actually did want to jump into a review of the show from over on iTunes. So, or I guess Apple Podcasts, (laughs) whatever it's called these days. Go to Apple Podcasts. You can find it on your phone. Just open that up, go to our show, leave us a review, preferably a five-star review. You don't have to. You can leave whatever you guys want to, but uh, go ahead and write something. Write something down, whatever it is. I'll read it here on the show and give give you some credit for writing that review because... Uh, I know it takes a few seconds out of your day, and uh, we really, really appreciate it because it always helps us out here on the show. So, this review comes to us from Myths and Legends Fanboy 1, and it says, The best the park has to offer. Uh, That is the the title there, and it says, uh, Also, such a great pod. Each one of their segments are amazing. So... Thank you, Myths and Legends. Uh, I I really appreciate that, and and that's a a big um, you know shout out to everyone that contributes to this show. Uh, I I feel like I do the bare minimum when it comes to segments. I uh, these days I'm not in a ton of them. I'm in some here and there, but it's always up to the people out there, the fans, the uh, the contributors, whoever else wants to submit stuff. That's where this show, I think, really excels and really shines is when we let people like Dakota here this week just say what he wants to say about uh, any kind of topic he wants to talk about. So that's the best part, I think, of the Jurassic Park podcast is, uh, is you know, these segments and what the uh, contributors, what the fellow fans, uh, the people throughout the community want to say, what they hope for this franchise, what they feel about this franchise and uh, however they want to put it. We we love to let people have that outlet, and that's why uh, this is so much fun each and every week, and we try to change it up, try to switch it up, try to do things differently. Um, and I know sometimes it gets a little repetitive with different things here and there, and specifically 
you know, this past year, it's it's very difficult to talk about a lot of different things because the films have been pushed and, you know, all this different stuff. So it, it, uh, it gives us a little time to experiment, though, I think, and do some different stuff and some fun stuff and... I am really excited, uh, and I'm glad you you appreciate that as well. So thank you, Myths and Legends uh, Fanboy1, for that review over on Apple Podcasts. And again, please leave us uh, any kind of reviews you want over on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is preferred, but uh, it doesn't have to be, and uh, we, will re- we will always read them no matter what they are. So thank you so much, and uh, that's about all I have for you guys this week. So thank you for listening stay safe out there and we'll see you all next week i'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro thanks everybody be sure to give us a follow over on twitter at jurassic park pod and myself at brad jost also on facebook and instagram at jurassic park podcast don't forget to join the jurassic park podcast group on facebook you can listen to us on spotify apple and google podcasts amazon music audible our website or wherever else podcasts are found so be sure to follow along also don't miss our live streams toy hunts reviews in-depth bonus content gameplay event and theme park coverage and much more on our youtube channel if you haven't already please leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts we will read your reviews at the end of most episodes so be sure to spare no expense find us on the web at jurassicparkpodcast.com where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.